1: This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you have not experienced the content yourself, then please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to us ramble on about it. Thank you very much.
2: Why, why are you telling me to, like, you know you're going to knock me out on,
1: on our Twitter? What's going on? There? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And I think... I I got a tweet. No.
2: (laughs) You said to me, I'll knock you the fuck out if you're not careful. From another happy... Oh, I was replying to my hay fever tweet. I didn't see that until
1: just now. I thought it was just a targeted tweet. Like, (laughs) Nathan (laughs) Bauer, I'll knock you the fuck out. I'm Whilst I'm glad you have the context, I still don't know what you're talking about. I think you must have been drinking um no. and and you've clearly had too much because I don't I don't know where any of this is coming from
2: uh, look you've you've been a naughty boy on twitter once again okay. and and I, I will not stand no one, for it no one's going to know everyone knows <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I feel like if you reply to a tweet of mine i feel like it's pretty obvious who that was
1: nah i reckon <laughs> it's you You've oh. black you've had too much to drink. You've blacked out. And you've woken up to all these messages you've sent yourself. I don't even drink. That's nah, that's what's happened. <laughs> I haven't had a I haven't
2: had a drop of alcohol since probably since your birthday, actually.
1: Nathan, you're Oh yeah. Yeah, you haven't actually have you? Yeah. Apart that was, from that last was a... night when you blacked out and sent yourself loads of tweets. Sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> That's absolutely what
2: happened. How am I sounding? You sound very good. Good, yeah. Good distance. Yeah. not not too loud. Not too blah blah blah. Yeah. Why are you trying something new? No, I just I'm just trying to find the optimal position. That's all. I think you're in a good position. Usually, What's the rule of thumb? Usually, I, I, like have, like I have. I have. Should I be cum? Cum dump. <laughs> I <laughs> I like, you, 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 you
1: messed that one up, did you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was going to call you a cunt, but then for
2: some reason I said come, and then I thought, oh, I'll just call him a down
1: <laughs> Good. Good. So this then, is what I'm so, talking about, Nathan. You can't even speak straight. You, it must have been you with these twists. <laughs> Shut up.
2: Um, <laughs> no, because usually I have my mic. You know how you have your mic, like it's the right way up. I usually go for the drop down position myself because I, f- I just prefer it that way. But I've yeah. tried it. I've tried it the the right way up. So I'm seeing how this oh, goes. Okay. I'm not a fan of switching up so far. style. Yeah, I'm switching up the style like the Beatles on my pieces. Good. <laughs> Again, no, I don't know what that was. I think that was a lyric from <laughs> Epic Rap Battles of History, which for some
1: reason was stuck in my. Head. I, I recognise it, but I don't know where it's from. Which means it's. I think it's from the Epic Rap Battles. I think it's from the William Shakespeare one.
2: I think. Jesus so Christ. Christ. Anyway, that's just what a something from the past. <laughs> exactly, that's just something ingrained in my brain for all time, probably. <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway well you know what they say nathan what do they say little homie don't get so upset hello and welcome back to another happy start. no no i'm not having it i'm not having it this week this is bullshit every time i i I purposely make them bad all i want is just a little joke from you in return but you always ignore me there's a there's a, a second of dead air before you intro and it makes it sound like you haven't even heard me and i i am i am not about to lay down on this one i'm afraid Hello and Don't you dare. Back don't you dare to to happy part, The
2: show where we talk about pop culture and try to keep things just a little bit fresh, positive and optimistic. We don't always succeed, clearly, but we do have a good time doing it. My name is Nathan and as always I'm joined by the biggest cunt in the west, Lawrence Thomas. Heisey. Hello sir.
1: I don't want to be here and I don't like you. <laughs> Well, tough. You have to be here. It's true. It's true. Uh, I'm well, Nathan. How
2: how the devil are you? Um, I'm okay. I've got. I'm the pollen count must be very high today because I've been sneezing and rubbing my eyes like a like someone with hay fever all morning, which is me, I guess, (laughs) because I have
1: hay fever. So that's there. We go. I sometimes I sometimes suffer from hay fever, and then other times I don't. Like I don't understand. Well, this is the thing. Sometimes, I'll oh, like if I'm out in the sun all day, right? Oh, my eyes will be pissing water. Like I will, I will be, I will be having a horrible time. And then other times, it just on days where it seemingly affects everyone, I've just seemed to be like immune to it. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, maybe I just have really random sporadic colds, and that's what it is. You are such a Tory. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not but fine. (laughs) That's good. This is this is great. What a great cracking start to the episode. And for this. (laughs) Nathan, I understand that both of our lives have been taken up uh, by some new jams, some hot tunes. uh, And I don't know about you, but I've not been able to stop singing certain certain bangers this week. And that I've is also because... not been able, to, sorry to just run over your segue, <laughs> I've also not
2: <laughs> been able to stop singing certain bangers, however I will pull you up on one thing, I wouldn't necessarily call them new, they have been out for around about 13 years or so, um, they are new interpretations of them,
1: um, yeah. but they are Quite old songs at this point. No, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I think what was <clears> it the originals came out and it, it, right? It, did it go? What are Broadway we talking about 2008? today, Lawrence? Right, we're t- we're talking about in the heights. It's a musical that has recently been reimagined as a kind of film, uh, like a musical <laughs> film, a kind uh, of film a kind of film some would call it a film. film
2: some would just call I, it a movie
1: but not Lawrence the, it's kind of a film <laughs> um but not quite. I was in the cinema I was in the cinema to see this and I went oh yeah I guess it is <laughs> um so <laughs> uh so yeah so Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, uh man of Hamilton fame uh before Hamilton came out with this musical uh, called In the Heights uh, and that came out, uh, or it either came out or went to Broadway in two thousand and eight. One of the two, um, it, it went to it,
2: Broadway in two thousand and eight. He start he first wrote it. The first he had the first draft done in ninety nine. He performed a version of it at his college, Wesleyan University. Then, um, and then he the the stage production started in two thousand and five, and then it went to Broadway in two thousand eight.
1: Oh, there we go, uh, and they've recently made a film of it, um, which I think is is pretty good. I have to I have to be honest; I think it's a pretty good film. We'll see you next week. Yep, thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of it? What do you think? <laughs> no,
2: you're right. It's so uh, uh, yeah. I also well a little, little bit of backstory first. of
1: all. let me let me. Let's let's do it. Oh, um, someone's done his notes, <laughs> isn't he? Someone's eager to fucking show everyone that he's done his no, research. No.
2: <laughs> well, I have, but I'm not, I don't mean, Hang on a minute. Guys.
1: Back, <laughs> let me just give you a little bit of backstory
2: on I don't this. mean backstory on the show. I mean on my myself and my relationship with the show and the movie. That's that's, that's yeah. all. So I was just gonna say that um this is something that was not on my radar at all. And I knew of it. And I just never had any interest in it. And I don't know why, because I knew, I first learned of it after I first watched Hamilton. And then, like, I started to really like Hamilton and I just started to look more into it. And then, obviously, found out about Lin Manuel. And then I found out that he wrote this. And I saw some, like, pictures and, like, pictures of the Broadway production and everything. I was like, yeah, no, nah, probably not for me. So, I'm just... And ever since then, I've just never touched in the heights. Even when, like, the trailers for the movie was coming out, I was like, yeah, nah. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine, but probably not for me. So, I just never bothered. And then you went to see it, and you told me that you liked it, and I should go see it, and I was still, like... Yeah <laughs> not bothered yeah. You, and then you, you talk ambushed about me. how
1: difficult it is you talk about how difficult it is to get me to watch something but if you if you've if you've kicked your feet in and you're adamant that you are not interested in something I don't care if you've seen it or not. You will just flat out go, no, it's bad. Or, no, I don't no, want no, no, that's
2: 100% you. Uh, fucking happy death day much. Anyway, so... <laughs> and don't even tell me I'm wrong, because I'm not. <laughs> so um, I didn't say yeah. a word. I didn't say anything. <laughs> so, like I was saying, you, you said I should watch it, and then you ambushed me on the podcast and said we're doing it next week in a segment that was cut out, so no one heard it. Um and then i i basically had to watch it and reluctantly i did and i don't know why the fuck i waited so long because shit this is hey. good. this is it's really- this is some very good shit and i and i i should have known because hamilton is so well written and the music is just incredible i don't know why i thought something that was also written by Lin wouldn't be of the same calibre, that it wouldn't still have great music and still be well-written, for the most part. Um, but but it is. It's, it's really good. And I really, really enjoyed it and cannot stop listening to the soundtrack.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I am... Honestly, I was on the bus the other day yeah. and I was just there going, in the heights... Uh, na, 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 na. <laughs> and it's just... It is very... I mean, uh, to be fair, I think if there's one thing Lin-Manuel Miranda's good at, it's... Uh, creating like kind of these these songs that capture people uh, and and kind of make you want to just repeat them and repeat them and that's yeah. that's not only in his ability <clears throat> to actually like compose the music but it's in the lyrics because there's obviously as as everyone knows who's seen hamilton there is often so much detail in the lyrics like yeah. there's never just that there's never a weak verse because he's like oh I'll do a filler verse there before the big chorus everything yeah. is kind of said and done for a reason because most of the time it's the dialogue of the entire show um so not the it case with wanna... No, in actually the, that's the that so uh,
2: there is there is moments of
1: dialogue in the in the show as well as the movie um mm. but but yeah go ahead and um but yes but I've got I've got opinions because I I purposely stayed away from the stage version of this. I've I've heard some of the stage music. Like, I've heard the Broadway, some of the Broadway soundtrack, um, and I've seen some interpretations of, like, performances, just because I wanted to see what the set looked like so I could talk about it with a tiny bit of detail. But I purposely yeah. stayed away from, like, watching the entirety of the Broadway version of the show um, because I kind of, I knew that you had, and I'd, I'd be interested to hear him kind of, what the differences are if it works better as a show slash film because i feel like i could argue the film side because i predominantly know that and you've seen the show so you could definitely make a case for what's better but yeah what do you think
2: uh so yeah so i have now seen the show uh, i saw the movie first obviously and mm-hmm. then i decided i want to i feel like i should watch the Broadway show, cause, um, You know, film adaptations are always a little bit different. There's always some changes made, so I think it'll be interesting to see exactly what has happened. Turns out quite a bit, uh, and I will get into that uh, probably more towards the end of the pod. Um, But as well, just one thing I quickly want to say about the show. It is different, but just to clear... something up beforehand i watched a bootleg version of it so it was someone sitting in the back of a theater with a camera just filming it so obviously not the best quality probably missed some <laughs> stuff but i watched yeah. it <laughs> um, um so yeah but i did enjoy the show version uh lin man it was the original broadway cast that i watched so lin was playing Usnavi, um and he was great Obviously, it was a it was a really good production, um, but yeah, like I said, I'll get more into the differences
1: uh, once we've talked about the movie and stuff a little bit later. Can I? I want to say one thing, just because you've literally said how good Lin is there in the show, and again, yeah. I'm you you have seen his portrayal. I've heard the music. I haven't seen his portrayal. Yeah. Um What? Well, uh, no, that's a lie. I've seen "In the Heights" by him, which is the big opening number, which goes for like ten minutes or something. Yeah. Um. At the beginning, so I've seen that, uh, which is kind of I think a lot of the bulk of the show. You get a sense of all the characters. You kind of it introduces everything, and then oh, the story it's is in typical.
2: Emotional. Typical Broadway opening number in the sense of the, yeah. the, the 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 way it starts, not the music itself. Um, but yeah, yeah like typical a Broadway Crow number. It, exactly, it gives it. you context. Yeah. This is the characters. This is their story. This is kind of what we're gonna do. Welcome to the show. That's basically what it is, and that's how all Broadway yeah, basically.
1: Starts, pretty much. And, yeah. I, and I would say, and I think a few people in the comments of the video that I saw uh, said similar, but I read a few and then went, right, I don't, wanna, I don't want this to inf- like kind of inform my decision. Um, I've always been of the scenario, and I've said this to you a few times, and I do take it back for what when I said it in Hamilton. I think that if Lin hadn't wrote this or written this, he wouldn't have been cast in this uh and i i regret that for hamilton because i've kind of thought about it more and more this week i regret saying that for hamilton because i think there's a very specific reason why he works very well in that show in this show the choices that we now have are the film adaptation which is anthony ramos who is actually in hamilton as well um who i think is fucking incredible in this movie i think he's just really, really good. good i think he yeah. i think he brings such a strong persona to the <laughs> character <laughs> And he's got a great kind of musical presence as well. Um, naturally, also, and his voice is like, he he knows how to rap. Like, he does really yeah. know how to rap. So, it, it, like, it yeah, works really brilliantly. Good. Yeah. Um. Lin, I think, always has this, and I think it's because he wrote it and he knows the lyrics and he's proud of his songs. He always has this aura of that he's presenting it. Like, he's presenting the song going, look how clever these lyrics are. Whereas I feel that Anthony Ramos in this really just kind of feels like he's living it and he's like like people come into the shop and he's like oh yeah that's you know that's abuela she's not really my abuela and like saying he's saying it and and feeling it rather than lynn lynn who's like this is the verse i made i i am so clever with my lip do you know what i mean i do know what you mean um kind of things I don't
2: think, first of all, I don't think it's fair to compare a movie soundtrack to a Broadway soundtrack, And just because no, yeah. the movie version is is recorded, it's remastered, it's pre-recorded, they spend a lot of time making sure it's the best possible version. Broadway's different every night. Um, Sure, the soundtrack that they release, that's all recorded and stuff, but it is still true to the essence of the show. They don't spend yeah. as much time on the movie version as they do on the Broadway version. It's not as produced as... As the movie version is, and obviously with the movie version as well, you get chance to you get ten years' worth of of context to change stuff, and and stuff has been changed and change up the beats to a more current and relevant style and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. so so yeah, lots of different things change and move around. In terms of Lin himself, okay, I agree when you say if he didn't write this, he probably wouldn't be cast, but. I don't think that's a negative point against Lin because w- why shouldn't he cast himself in that role? You see, with musical theatre, no, no,
1: I don't think I don't think he I don't think it's a, let me clarify because I I hear what you're saying, but I don't think it's a problem. I just think it's you know it's it's a clear case of like I don't know. I think I think there's it could have been done better. I don't have any issue with the man going. I'm proud of my work and I'm going to fucking present it. Because fuck yeah, like he deserves to. Um, see, but yeah, I don't think it's an issue. We, I
2: don't think it's an issue at all. And because, and with In the Heights especially, Hamilton maybe I can see an argument for. Hamilton I can maybe see, yeah, maybe someone else could play it. Uh, but In the Heights especially, and I think that's just because it is such a deeply personal story to Lin. It is essentially Lin's story. Like he, it's where he grew up. It's his home. It's It's a very personal story to him. It's something he wrote crafted and spent a lot of time on um, it's his community his you know he is from Puerto Rico himself Um Usnavi is Dominican and um, but it, it is the Latino community in New York that he spent so much time around and as yeah. well in musical theater and 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 all theater and to, not just theater acting in general to be honest a lot of the time people if if you if there aren't stories for someone who looks like you or someone who is you you're often told well go away go away and write it yourself then that's what people are told and they thought all right yeah. fuck it i will and he did and now he's got the yeah. part so i think no hats off to him
1: no like i say and i i completely agree and i think the the reason why i cuz i used to say that about hamilton because i used to think you know like i uh, as a performer i'm i've never i think he's insanely talented and i'm not going to say i could sit there and fucking do it better because i can't but yeah. I do think as a writer he's phenomenal as a performer he does lack something for me and it always just has like that's that's just personal preference of like a cast member I guess um but I think that in Hamilton it works especially well because the character is deliberately like he's he's written in a way that his his ego and his personality is built because of his ability to hold a pen and write stuff and persuade people through his like declarations. So he'd yeah. naturally speak very quickly and be like, Look at me, I'm so fucking I'm so clever with my words. Um, which I think works for his kind of presenting style. Whereas in this, Usnavi to me is way more of a laid back character that's just got a lot of shit going on in his life. Um that he has to kind of deal with. But he's he just he's a guy that just kind of wants to chill and, you know, get back to his home uh, and then discovers a kind of, you know, home can be redefined. Um and i don't i just don't think he brings that i think he's way too like showy offy do you know what i mean like i i would disagree
2: i disagree i didn't get that sense i didn't get that sense from the production i watched at all i thought he was i thought he was good he he fit the role of usnavi he knew the role certainly and yeah there is he is clever he knows what he's doing but i don't that never came across as like cocky or or any kind of ego through the lyrics or anything like that not to me anyway um, I, yeah, I can't, what can I say? I just, I enjoyed it and I, I enjoyed him.
1: Yeah, no, no, that, like, like I say, it's completely fair enough. Um, one thing talk more about the uh, actual movie. Yeah. Well, that, that's exactly where I was going into. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That is the podcast that we're doing. Um, one thing, so, so when you're, when you're there's, you know, with the two mediums of film and, uh, you know, shows, uh, there's there's differences that can be made obviously you've naturally got the ability to you know edit what you show and what you present yeah. and it's not diff- it's not different every night like you said with the music with the film you become pre- the best version of everything you're not stuck in one location for the entire show <laughs> yeah exactly you, you're not in front of one <laughs> shop front for the entire yeah, 2 hours exactly um, <laughs> <laughs> um so one thing that i think this film does and i think was clearly excited to do um was bringing this kind of some some slightly cheesy effects and some slightly kind of surreal moments um which i think in some cases worked really well and in others i kind of went i don't know what the point of that was <laughs> some of it to me felt like an instagram edit um what do you mean uh, give me a, give me an example so so, so the 96000 the song yeah um there is... the first bit there, let me just say this. Okay,
2: 96,000, great song. There's some terrible moments of green screen in that song. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is some fucking horrendous moments of green screen. <laughs> but I've, there's a, I think there's a reason for that, though, because like on the, the day of shooting, it was like the worst storm New York had seen in quite a while. Um, yeah. And they, they they had some problems filming. but But, yeah, go on, go on
1: and it's and it's meant to be the hottest day in washington <laughs> heights that's <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. the whole <laughs> one of the whole things that they say in the song is fuck me it is unbelievably hot today and they're filming in thunderstorms and pissing rain um, <laughs> <laughs> which i think is great no i, I can forgive that um I do think a movie of this kind of caliber, you know, could have spent a little bit more time just keying him in a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably. There's green shakes around around Anthony when he's dancing. <laughs> I was like, or at least just you know do a close up on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, something a little bit blur the background more. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So the um, yeah. So the song in uh, ninety six thousand when they just open the lottery tickets and they're walking down the street and it's uh it's Benny, it's uh, Sunny. Oh okay. Uh, and it's. Yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're walking around, and there's there's a few you know like I'd, I there's a few lyrics like I'd pick a business school, I would pay the entrance fee, and if you're lucky, you'll stay friends with me. Um, and as Benny's dancing around, he's moving his hands, and it's very clearly choreographed in. It wasn't like an editing choice that so they went, fuck it, we'll just throw that mm. in. Mm-hmm. Like he's moving his hands very clearly. He mentions Obi Wan Kenobi, and then like a kind of like a like a graphic like lightsaber kind of gets like yeah. drawn in to the shot. And I don't know. I found that really fucking weird. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Why did you find it weird? I I just found it pointless. Like, did it not seem a bit... Like, to me, there's amazing choreography going on. There's amazing performances going on. There's amazing music happening. Yeah. And it just felt a little bit like, you don't need an extra gimmick. Like, I'm going to watch this and I'm fucking enjoying it. You don't. No, you don't. You don't need an extra gimmick. And it is... It is it
2: does stand out because it is really the only moment in the movie where something like that does happen. Like that it does to my recollection anyway, nothing like that happens again, like with the drawn on graphics
1: uh and that sort of thing. Um so so it, it there, there is does... there are some moments. Sorry, just to uh, chime in because so there's some moment there's another moment where they do a record scratch with a, a like a sewer grate. No, but I mean like specifically
2: floor. like the drawn like you say with a drawn lightsaber and that sort of thing. Like oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no actual like drawn on graphics um like around them and yeah. that sort of thing. Um but the records the yeah, the record scratch with the the street grate and everything like that. Yeah, that's all fine. Um but it wasn't necessarily something that bothered me. I did have a like a thought of it was weird they only did it for that one song and then it was never again. But no, it was just, it was just <laughs> yeah. a stylistic choice. Um, but it's like one one thing I noticed as well is like those moments like where there is little editing touch ups and and things like that they only happen during the songs. Um, and and that's because like in musicals songs are always like a heightened sense of reality. It's not exactly the same. The same yeah. world, because obviously we're singing a fucking song, so <laughs> it's not yeah, it's, it's not just the yeah. regular world, so so if it's during a song, like I'm okay with it, like the moments where Anthony looks and talks directly to the camera it's fine because it's during the song, so like I don't have a problem with it if it's if it's like yeah. if he's just having a scene where he's like talking to Sonny or Vanessa and then he just turns to the camera and like looks like Jim from the office or whatever, then it would be weird but it, yeah, but during the songs like no it's it's a heightened reality, so so that's fine, I guess.
1: Fair, no fair enough yeah and like i say i don't want to i'm not trying to shit on it because there are some uses of it which i think are brilliant like there's a big uh, there's a big kind of power song uh, from vanessa um uh, kind of uh, i guess like three quarters of the way no about halfway through the movie um and suddenly like she wants to be a downtown fashion designer and so she's running through the street and there's like these big pieces of cloth and fabric that are like falling down from the buildings and yeah. like kind of surrounding her and I, th- i think that shit's really cool like I really did then, like that,
2: and then there's a song uh, with Benny and Mina, um, where they like they start on the Ferris Escape and it's a very West Side Story, um, but then like they're walking up the building and that sort of thing. And I thought that was really good. That was that was really well done. I thought.
1: Yeah, I saw behind the scenes as well where it was actually like they just rotated. You know, you know, like in the Mandalorian when they did the the slave one, or sorry, not the slave one anymore. <laughs> the um, but you know Definitely. they had that ship. They had they actually they had the the actors on a on this kind of mechanical stat like sound stage that was just being rotated around. Yeah. Um. That's that's kind of what they used for that sequence as well. So it was actually oh, right. done. Despite, despite the fact that it weirdly looks more CGI, it's not. It does,
2: doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. think maybe it's maybe it's because like I don't know. It's at sunset and like it just looks a bit. I don't, yeah. yeah, you then, are. I think it does look
1: a bit CG, but yeah, weird. I think they added like a bit of a glow onto it, so that yeah. they maybe like don't see some edges of the mechanical st- like stage. I don't know, maybe there's something to it. Um, More dreamlike, I guess, which is yeah, which is fun. yeah, which I guess is kind of what the song's about in in a sense. Yeah. Anyway, they're, t- they're talking about where they go from here, etc. Um, yeah, I think uh, this. I like. I like it. I really, really think this movie is something special. Like it's, it's I such a. Like it. Yeah, I I think it's a really ambitious story of like kind of um, it it, it doesn't sound like it should be ambitious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, but like because it's just you know a people in a community wanting the best for themselves and and their and friends that's, and their community. And that's something I like about it. You really get a sense,
2: and I think this is something both lin and john uh, the director of this john m chu um have mm. done something really well they really showed the community which is what the show is about oh, yeah. it's about it's yeah. a- about this just a community of people with a shared experience. They all come from a similar location in the world. They're all suddenly in this new location—not suddenly, but they're all in this new location—and they're all just getting on together and trying to deal with, you know, gentrification, rents going up, and new businesses and businesses closing down, and all that and all that sort of thing. And uh, to me, it culminates in what I think is probably the best. Scene, probably the best scene in the movie is the um, the carnival scene um, where they's just it, it's just literally the entire cast all coming together and just having a celebration just for like one last night uh, all together and it's it's so well done. That scene is really well done and you really do get a sense of of the bond these people have and it's it yeah. makes you feel something. It makes you want to go then party and be a part of it all. It's it's really good.
1: It does. No, it does. And like, I think that's the intended reaction because, you know, like, well, it's kind of the the whole thing of um, this movie doesn't do as much as I thought it might have done. But then I hadn't seen the show, so I wasn't ex- I, I didn't know what to expect. I thought this movie would do a lot of um, a kind of more of a present more of a divide uh, between yeah. um, the kind of racial backgrounds of of um, of the predominant. Um, Population of New York City versus the predominant population of Washington Heights, uh, and you get a sense of that. You do get a sense of that. But what I liked was this wasn't a this wasn't a a telling story. This was a celebration of who they were, which I thought yeah. was like a really interesting perspective. It wasn't look what we don't have. It's look at what we do have despite what we're facing, which I thought was so cool.
2: Yeah, and, and it's beautiful. And there are moments of hardship, and there is obviously. Yeah. you know mentions and and history of racism and that sort of thing it's not ignored because it is definitely part of their life and something they deal with um it's yeah. not swept under the rug it is it is sh- not shown but it is well sh- shown maybe at one point you could argue uh, but it is definitely talked about um but no i i did really like this and i like how authentic it is as well i think one thing yeah. The there the was a really good decision is they actually shot this in Washington Heights they shot it in New York um it wasn't yeah. on a soundstage in LA it wasn't in a green screen studio except for that one song um, it was it was really <laughs> apart from was, Anthony Ramos's <laughs> reshoots yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it was shot in New York and you really get a sense of that because I can always tell you know like when you see like Like Spider Man or something, and you can just sell off. Well, this is just clearly New York, this is a studio in LA or or Atlanta or whatever. Um, but but this, it is there's just something about actually being on the location which makes it a lot better. You you do get a more sense of the magic, I guess, which is something I really
1: like. Yeah, no, you that's the thing, everything feels real, everything feels lived in. Um, and yeah, you, you, like you say, you definitely can tell, (laughs) like, and it. And the authenticity shows through, which I think is good. And I like the fact that they were able to do such kind of ambitious things. Like, this has got big ensemble dance numbers. And they yeah. to shut off that much of New York. Like, that's cool. That is that's This really cool. was,
2: fun, fun fact, I, I found out this when I was uh, just reading up. It was uh, shot the same time as Steven Spielberg was shooting West Side Story. And they were shooting literally just a couple of blocks away from each other. Like, in the same location. Um and oh, really? Lin, yeah, and Lynn would talk about how often on his breaks he'd just sneak over to the set and just try and get pics of what was going on over there. Um <laughs> so so yeah that's interesting. I'm interested it's quite cool. West Side story. That should be yeah interesting. Right. Um so one thing I wanted to mention um well quickly one thing I want to mention is I like that this actually casts people who can sing for a star and it actually casts people with a Broadway history um a mm. lot of times like movie adaptations and musicals they just go for names they just go for people to to get you into the cinema like um yeah lame is famously has Russell Crowe, who is sure great actor terrible Fuck fucking me singer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was I and, am and for some sure reason on that contact. for just quickly for some reason on that film they made the decision to not pre-record the music and just do it on set while they were filming it um so there's no mastering no mixing and by god you can tell whenever russell shows up so so there we go
1: i watched uh this is my fun fact i watched one clip of russell performing in uh les mis and i went i am never gonna watch that film
2: (laughs) (laughs) you should the movie itself is good it's just his singing is awful. The movie is good for the most part. I just don't like okay. how they went for actors. And Tom Hooper's directing is always weird. It's weird close-ups, but whatever. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was I?
1: I was going to say, do you want to talk about some of the characters?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah. Who do you want to talk about?
1: Um, well, we, we, let's, let's go through them. I'll leave Usnavi out because we've already kind of gone to town on him. Versus. Well, we haven't
2: really like mentioned well. much about him. Um, I think... Just quickly, Anthony Ramos is great. Yeah, he was in Hamilton, um, great in Hamilton. Even better in this, I would say, because he gets more of a bigger yeah. role and more expanded. Um, yeah, I, I really liked his performance in this. What can I say?
1: Yeah, um, let's let's do Benny. What do you think of Benny? I like Benny. Um, so Benny in
2: the original show is played by Chris Jackson, um, who played Washington in Hamilton. Um, and he also has a little cameo in this movie as well as the ice cream guy, um, but yeah, uh, I, I like Benny. I think Corey Corey Hawkins is I think his name. He is a good actor. I think he is. He's been in quite a few stuff. He was in. He played Doctor Dre in Straight of Compton. He was in The Walking Dead for a little while. He was in Kong Skull Island, so he's showing up in a lot of stuff. But I really like him. He's got this. I know this energy and and I think a really nice voice, but you hate him. Why?
1: I don't hate him. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> you always you always set me up to just fucking look look like a just even just a piece of shit. Um, no, just
2: because you said to me the other day that you thought you was like discount Leslie Altman Jr.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Look, I want to clear this up because off the comment that sounds that makes me sound like I'm racist. <laughs> uh, and- and it is not I think uh-huh. I think that he carries a very similar presence mm-hmm. uh to Leslie Odom jr. who I think had he not uh, you know had Leslie been younger at the time that this film was made, I think there wouldn't have been a doubt in Lynn's mind to m- kind of push him as a front runner for this role because he he brings the same kind of consistency kind of like this 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 smooth talker this kind of you know good bloke mm. he brings that kind of energy to aaron burr although aaron burr is not a, necessarily a good bloke um he is however very like like calm very smooth and his performances definitely carry a, a similar feel um like if you think about benny's dispatch and how he's like dancing around the room and then you think about the room where it happens in hamilton where he's like dancing around the room and it's all very like I don't know. I just, I think that they, they carry a very similar feel.
2: So, so hold on. Hold on. So what, and let me just be clear. So what you're saying is in a Broadway show, in two Broadway shows, there's a song where someone is dancing and singing around a room. And then in another Broadway show, there is a song where someone is singing and dancing around
1: in a room. Here's the thing, Nathan. You think that you're funny, but if you if you if you just if you hear what I'm saying, you'll you'll understand my point. But you choose to make a joke out of me, and I don't like it. Right, Sila? If you are listening, you have told Nathan to ramp up his bullying, and I had a nice two weeks off. I had a nice two weeks of Nathan just being a, a nice co-host, a good I'm not guy. Bull- <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just now making a, a point. Now. <laughs> no, you made
2: a dumb point that Broadway actors sing and dance, and they're like, yeah, that's kind of their job, Lawrence.
1: <laughs> right, no. <laughs> and so, but what I'm, what I'm saying is the songs carry a similar feel, the actors have a similar presence, and I think... Could that be because they were written by the same person? They're different characters. It shouldn't be because they're written by the same person. But you say the songs have a similar feel yeah but yeah but then again you're writing for two different shows you know set in two vastly different kind of spaces so you they shouldn't i mean I, yeah i know they have a similar feel but that's not what i'm saying i'm saying more in the sense of like the actor right put it this way leslie autumn jr could easily play this role is what i said is what i'm yeah. saying okay i don't Fine. think that's a negative point again <laughs> core against Corey. Hawley, i didn't though. i never said it was nice <laughs>
2: Well, why like are you doing? doing this to me? It sounds like you I'm hate Corey Hawkins. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna have a sore throat after this. I'm shouting at you so much. No, <laughs> jokes aside, he's he's great. I rewatched Benny's <clears throat> Dispatch literally moments before we recorded. Um, yeah. And he and he's just having a great time. It looks like he's having a laugh. The moment where he's like, uh, you know, he's he's having a little mundane kind of sing at work, and then is then he says like, "Oh, give us a beep or something like that." And you hear a car beep, and then he immediately gets in his groove. I think it's really yeah. cool. And then he how is, quickly yeah. he manages to, to switch that from a kind of like somber missing uh, Nina as she leaves. Mm. Uh, and then he gets called thirsty, which is funny. But he's he like he he can really write a song, which I really think is needed for his character. And it's just he's a good performer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So now that I've said enough nice things about him, fuck him and bring <laughs> Leslie Autumn Junior back in. That's what I say. Um, he was never in the show. Oh, shut up, will you? Just <laughs> shut up. Um, what do you think of? Um, well, I, I don't know. I've I've gone for two characters. You, you what? Is there anyone you want to talk about? Yes.
2: Um my favourite character, I think. Sonny.
1: okay. Interesting. Okay.
2: Yeah, I like Sonny. Um Sonny is and the reason I like Sonny, this was made clear on like probably my because I've watched this a couple of times now. <laughs> it was probably made clear on my like third watch of it. Um or something, it like finally hit me. Um Sonny everyone in this movie is kind of they are they are all focused on the community and they are all looking out for each other but more more but more than that they're also kind of looking out for themselves like everyone's got a dream everyone's got something they want to do um you know anthony uh, usnavi wants to go back to the dominican um and all that sort of thing yeah sunny is different in that his he just wants to better his community and and i think that's made clear in the, also the song 96 thousand because everyone in that song they're all the song the premise of the song is they're all singing about what they would do if they would win the lottery and everyone's talking about, you know, business school and fancy cars and parties and houses and mansions and all that sort of thing. But Sonny is the only one who talks about better in his community. He's talking about, like, getting rid of the rich and investing in rent and and social housing, social housing and, and getting rid of racism. And he's the only one who's actually talking about making and putting that money to better use and making yeah. it just a better community. And then the reaction he gets from that is, oh, you're cute. <laughs> it's just kind yeah, of a slap yeah. in the face to him um, but that's why I like him he's someone who like he's young and he's probably a little bit naive but he's fun he's having a good time and he just wants to like make a difference and and make his yeah. community and his world a better place and And that's why I like him I really like that character
1: yeah no he's good and I think he's the instilling plot device that makes you know like when uh, Usnavi asks him if he wants to you know come back to the Dominican Republic with him uh, he's like, nah, man, like what that is to you, New York is to me. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not leaving. And that really exactly. kind of sets the, the ball in motion for him to, Usnavi to make his decision to actually stay and live his whole life in Washington Heights. And you um, also get a
2: sense that maybe he doesn't have the best life at home because his dad does appear in this. There is a scene between Usnavi and Sonny's dad. Um, and yeah. it's, it's not a long scene. It's, it's in it's only very, he's only very briefly in the movie and nothing's explicitly said but you do get a sense that things aren't all that great back at home really
1: yeah his dad his dad's is surrounded by like 400 beer bottles <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what well, I, I i i understand the, the point of the theme i did laugh a little bit in the cinema like not not in a horrible way but you know when something just cracks you up because like within the first three seconds of the opening shot of that scene i'm like i get it his dad's an alcoholic <laughs> like, there's just in every scene yeah. it was like more bottles would be like if if the if the camera moved they'd like sweep all the bottles from the room and put them behind of one guy in one shot it's just so in every shot and every single scene there's like so many bottles surrounding this guy <laughs> it, 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 right, it did yeah. make me laugh but yeah but yeah no it was funny um but yeah, no, definitely effective because you know that and, and to be honest, I think there's a great line in that scene, like as much as I'm mugging it off. The line of like, you know, you pay Sonny in cash. Why do you think that is? It's because he can't have a bank account. Like he's yeah. an illegal immigrant. He's undocumented. Um, and yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's very much so a case of um like you you get that sense and you go, Oh fuck, yeah. Um, which which I again I think furthers Usnavi's plot. Um, because he realizes he's like I've been so obsessed with getting back to this island I haven't been to in fucking years. Yeah, I am. I'm really. I've let a lot of things slip through the cracks, which I could do a lot to help. Um, and eventually he does, uh, and he kind of that's was going to be his kind of parting gift was to invest all of the winning lottery ticket numbers into essentially just giving Sonny a chance, which I think was yeah. lovely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also really like Abuela, Abuela Claudia. Um, just just a great character uh, fun fact, also played by the, the same woman who played her in the original Broadway show um, and cool. she actually played her throughout the entire Broadway run, most shows like characters, you know, cast members leave after like, you know, six months to a year or whatever she stayed the entire time, played her throughout the entire run, which is wow. really cool, yeah and, well, and, well, it's
1: clear that she obviously loves the character
2: oh absolutely, yeah and and she does it really well you i like that this you know that she is like this what well, they call her the matriarch of the community and she's just like kind of taken everyone on under her wing and just like been this mother to everyone and it's it really is um beautiful no kids of her own but she's just taken everyone else on as her family and and yeah. her death scene is very emotional really oh emotional. god yeah no, honestly
1: right that that scene um that scene fucking it got me for a couple of reasons um firstly yeah it is the fact that she's got no kids and she kind of does all this and when yeah. usnavi wakes up in her house i'm like oh who's this maybe like a distant relative or something i don't know uh, and then yeah. it, then you immediately get the sense that she's just like she's she's the neighborhood's granny, like yeah, exactly, which is, which is yeah, which is genuinely amazing. Um, she but the even reasoning... she's even offering out
2: like a like an olive branch. She's even offering out people out offering out friendship to people outside of the community. Because like I say, it, yeah. this deals with gentrification and, and all that sort of stuff. And like one of the ongoing plots is that uh, Kevin Rosario, he sold half of his business to the laundry cleaners and that's like a, someone from outside of the community coming in and jacking up the prices. And she goes there to get these like special towels cleaned or whatever, but can't afford it. So she like just leaves. And um, But before that, she's like, welcome to the community. I hope, you know, things are good for you here. And it's... um. It's it's nice that she she's just such a, a welcome and a nice person. Like, she's even willing yeah. to take on people,
1: like, outsiders, I guess, in, into her wing, which is beautiful. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah. I think the reason, like... Y- you could very easily watch this up to a certain point and dismiss her as like the kind of, you know, she's an old lady. She's got a few funny lines, like where she's like, Oh, get me a bikini because she's considering going back to the Dominican Republic. And like (laughs) all of that, like there's a few funny moments. You could very easily dismiss her as the kind old lady character. Um, Yeah but you read really, there's a there's a number uh and it's it's essentially presented i don't know how it is in the show but it's presented in the film like straight after she kind of suffers um kind of like a heart failure um yeah. surrounded by her community like she's and it's just a bunch of stress uh the build-up of her not taking any medication um and she has this phenomenally directed kind of a musical sequence and number, Which probably is the most, like, probably the most like musical stage
2: like moment in the show in the movie. Yeah, I would say. But it, that, but I get moment. the sense
1: of like I got the sense of it was like her life flashing before her eyes before you know yeah. like obviously they say like when you die your life flashes before your eyes whatever. Uh, it 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 really felt like that, and for a director to be able to pull off a feeling like that you can't really describe. I think it was just fucking. That honestly, that musical number, like, whilst it isn't the biggest bop, it's definitely one of the most celebrated. Like, that was where they really benefited moving to a film nature yeah. because, yeah, the stuff that was done there with the sets, the trains, the dancers in the background, like, it was just oh, it was incredible. I really, really loved that sequence.
2: So, um, in the show, and obviously, I was going to get into this towards the end, but I'll just quickly now. So, that song in the show is it's not there, it is at a different time um so it's her, in the show it's much earlier it's like probably like the oh. fourth or fifth song or something like that it's quite early wow. on. It, okay. yeah it's it's really early on in the show um and I, I think it was a good decision to move it because you are right it just makes that moment of her death so much more impactful it puts oh, so yeah. much more weight behind it so it was definitely a choice for the better i think um was, and, and then was, you have the,
1: the whole sequence sorry that that whole hmm. sequence was enough was it was enough to make me forgive a character physically walking into the lights to die <laughs> like <laughs> i like i saw that and i was like honestly tears streaming down my eyes in the cinema i'm sat there and that kind of that sequence plays out a character walks into the light and i'm just there going oh forgive it like that was fine but i don't care now like that was lovely <laughs> but, yeah. it
2: was great even even I've, i love the moment before that though like even before that song where like it's the the um the blackout number the fireworks song um mm. and and she's just like everyone has come, but after the club, everyone has come back to her place. They're all having a little, little drink. They're playing bingo together, just getting through the night, really. And even Abuelo, she's having a little sneaky rum and everything like that. And then, and <laughs> yeah, then yeah. she just, and then, um, uh, Usnavi puts her to bed. And then she's just watching her family with just the biggest smile on her face. Oh my, I'm getting emotional. Ah, she's just watching her family with the biggest <laughs> smile. On no, but her it, face. but it is
1: emotional. That that honestly, that scene. I didn't. I really, really mm. didn't expect this musical, especially in that moment, to just fucking slap me because yeah. I went, "Fuck, man!" And it did floor me massively. And that's that is a testament to how well they built the community in this. Like, because I when she when she passed away. And then it cut to Usnavi kind of being like, what the fuck's going on? Like shaking hers, calling for someone to call an ambulance. Yeah. Uh, and you see that entire community shaken to their core. It fucking, it rocked me. I was like, cause yeah. I immediately went like this, this woman was the backbone behind everything. Like Absolutely. she really was like the kind of mother to everyone here. And, and it, yeah. It, and to lose her, I can imagine for the characters, but for an audience member, you're the person that sh- you've seen her kind of hold the plot together hold all these characters together and make sure that everyone's thinking about each other when they act and you kind of go fuck I don't want it all to go to shit now because she's gone yeah like, yeah madness yeah.
2: yeah yeah she is a she's a great character and so well played by by that actress whose name I don't have but yeah she is really good um
1: yeah uh, anyone else anyone else you want to go over um yeah so I don't know <laughs> I don't know if i've missed the point of this character i i found vanessa really like kind of unpleasant really rude right. for like most of her scenes like okay. and I've, i just i don't know i don't know if I, I again i i may have missed the point i don't know if i have i could very well be wrong my interpretation i don't know if this is if this is similar in the stage uh i don't know if it's just this actress's interpretation of the character um I find her just very abrasive and a bit kind of selfish throughout the entire film. Like it kind of, when it ended and it was Usnavi, I was happy for him because he got the family he wanted. He got the girl he wanted and he was happy in his kind of new, newfound home, even though it was kind of always his home, but he didn't consider it that way. Um, But I wasn't, I would kind of felt a little bit like, Oh, all right. And that's not a comment on the ending. It's more just a comment of, I didn't, I I don't know. i was surprised. Tell me what you think, because I I I don't know if I'm wrong or if I've just missed something. Um, I I see what you're saying because,
2: yeah, it, it's difficult. Yeah, so there are like there are moments where like, you know, specifically the ninety six thousand song. Like, what would you do? If I were the lottery, you'd never see me again. Oh, I'll yeah,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. 96,000 <laughs> 96, go. I'd go fucking ignore you all. <laughs> like, all of you are shit on my shoe. <laughs> like, yeah, no, but yeah. not just those moments. There's way more moments where she's just like in dialogue. Like, because obviously you can't blame the actress's interpretation for lyrics in a song, mm-hmm. but there's like the way she gives some scenes off. Like, Usnavi tries her, his best to kind of make her laugh, and she's like, there's some shit on your shirt, and walks out. <laughs> like, and, like, little things where, like, even the ending, the character's motivation to make Usnavi stay, like, he's he's about to experience what he wants to experience, and she goes round, and she's like, I can't believe you're actually leaving now, what the fuck? Like, when she was, like, more than happy to fucking dip out earlier, I don't know, I just... I again if i've missed something let me know but
2: yeah it's difficult because it's all like it's surface level and it's not exactly how she's how she's feeling it's more how she's like expressing herself because like there's the, the moment in that champagne song where Usnavi says like why are you mad at me and she says i wish i was mad and because she's not she's not mad but if she was that would just make things so much easier Then they could just have a big fight and call it off or whatever but She's not mad, she's got like complicated feelings about the snarvy, but then she also wants to have this better life for herself and her fashion and and all that sort of stuff, and she's trying to balance it all which um and and maybe it's not shown in the best way because there are differences between her character in the show and the movie um yeah so the, in the show there's no like the fashion thing isn't there at all like there's there's no mention of her wanting to become a fashion designer. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's something new for the movie, um, and also in the, in the, in the show, she lives with her mum, who is an alcoholic, and you get the sense that kind of abusive as well, um, and she just very, she basically just has a very difficult life at home, uh, and she hates it, and that's what, that's why she wants to move downtown, that's why she wants to, like, get out and, and get a better life for herself, so yeah, it is a little bit different in, in the show, um, yeah i'm I'm not sure. i I never saw her as like unpleasant or or mean or harsh or whatever, but i but I do understand what you're saying, yeah,
1: yeah, well, no, I guess like like I say, it wasn't anything like it didn't detract from anything for me. I just kind of found it a little bit like there is there are there are some moments because everyone in the musical looks like they're having a blast, like even when characters are having a miserable time. Like, but she always seems like whenever she's having fun, it seems reluctant. It seems like she's like, oh, I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> like, and I know that's yeah. not the. I know that's an actress choice. I'm not saying that she like they've captured the actress. Like, I'm tired from this musical number of doing a hundred fucking takes of this film. Um, but like, it, it, I don't know. It just struck me as a little bit weird, and I found that often, you know, when you're in a room with someone that's so pessimistic all the time, and you eventually just go, "Oh, fucking do what you want, then I don't care." Like, you're just bringing me down. Yeah like it felt a little bit like that at certain points for me. But again, maybe I was just, maybe that's because I was having so much fun with it that the second I saw someone not having fun, I'd be like, how are you not having fun? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um,
2: yeah, no, that's that's fair. I understand that. Um yeah. Okay. So um want to quickly mention just a few things that I didn't, not that I didn't like, or just that just a few little, little moments, I guess. Um, And some of these are pretty dumb (laughs) Um, So there's a moment in And this is specifically the movie Because it doesn't even happen on the movie soundtrack But in the movie um, In the first song um, In the Heights, if that's what it's called I don't even know if it is actually But yeah, Yeah, in the first song um, There's just a moment which doesn't make any sense at all And I didn't even realise it at first It was like a couple of days later And I was just laying in bed And I was like, wait a minute (laughs) <laughs> How does that work? Okay, so it's the first song. Usnavi's in the bodega. He's singing blah, blah, blah. He comes out. And, and obviously in the show, you know, there's moments like where Usnavi can talk to the audience. He can interact with the audience can't do that yeah. as much in a movie, so you have to invent ways to get around that. Which is maybe bringing characters or, or other people to to have those moments, and you can have someone come up to him and say, "I've never been north of Ninety Sixth Street," and then he can show her the directions and say, "I hope you're writing this down. I'm going to test you later." Blah blah blah. Yeah, I've never been north of Ninety Sixth Street. She says, "North of Ninety Sixth Street in Washington Heights." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you well, sure? Know, maybe. And then he and maybe. then
2: he shows her on the iPad the directions of how to get to Washington Heights. Like you're
1: fucking there. <laughs> 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 you go there. You've done the work, honey. <laughs> maybe maybe she's coming over and being like, you know, because there's a way of reading that as saying I have factually never been north of 96th Street. Or maybe she's coming over and being like, I don't know where I am. I've never been north of 96th Street. Do you see how those then? Are why different? give her the directions? I don't know, maybe it's just something that commonly happens. I don't fucking know.
2: <laughs> I tell you what, whenever I'm at Trafalgar Square, I always go, hey, I've never been to Trafalgar Square. And then someone goes, oh, yeah, no worries here. Let me show you how to get here. And then gives me- you...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then what you do is you both do a 360 spin on the spot. And you go, wow, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> exactly. I, um, did you find that the woman that comes up and says... Um, uh I've never been north of 96th Street. She looks like a fucking robot. She looks like an AI. Like cause she walk because she walks over and obviously they've got someone to record it in the studio. Whether it's that woman or not, I have no idea. But she walks over and just dead eye just goes, I've never been north of 96th Street. And it's it's the most like, I'm not joking, watch it again. It's fucking terrifying. I, like, I can't say looks- I have now. When you say I think I was again. more
2: I think I was more distracted and angered by the dis- by the, di- the directions <laughs> than anything
1: else. <laughs> yeah, no, that, but that that is that is completely fine, but it it was just one of them where I just went that is, and again you know, it's quite- it's only in it's only
2: in the movie like on the movie soundtrack it's not even there it's just Anthony Ramos says that in the soundtrack so it's yeah. weird that in the movie they just had that moment but fine whatever i get it heightened reality um also in in uh, again this is another dumb one but in that same song where Benny comes in he gets a milky way he gets the the morning post the daily the new york times whatever uh, and then he gets the boss's second coffee One cream, five sugars First of all, that man's going to have a fucking heart attack In about <laughs> yes, four years He is,
1: he is on <laughs> his way out
2: <laughs> What the fuck gonna I mean, be having coffee with cream, which is milk with sugar in it And then five oh, yeah. fucking sugars You're going to die, alright <laughs> he, Yeah, he's had
1: it They clearly know the order, so he must have this And it's his second coffee Does he drink And that's what I was going to say The boss's yeah. second coffee The boss just came in a moment ago for
2: his coffee. <laughs> You are already done? Yeah. Is he going to have his third in 10 minutes? <laughs> what?
1: He's, 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 what he's done is he's left the shop. He, he's, he's gone, yeah, Sile and Os- Osnavi, this weekend we are going to eat. <laughs> he walks outside. Next is coffee and Benny's going to the shop and he goes, Benny, I can't go in again. This, no, I'm, I've already been limited. I, I have too much sugar in my coffee. He's already told me I can only have one a day. You need to go in there and get my second coffee. And this, this is just when he's dressed. This man's drinking more coffee than that. This is this is already his fourth, I reckon, at least.
2: No wonder the business isn't doing well. It fucking it's not about Nina's college, it's all about fucking like, coffee money. <laughs> but he's he's making you.
1: he's making Benny do a lot of the work considering he should be off his tits on fucking rocket fuel drinks. Like, <laughs> he, should, he should be bouncing across the dispatch doing the lion's share if he's fucking up to his eyeballs in sugar. Um, Absolutely. But
2: yeah. <laughs> um and then here's here's just one last thing. <laughs> um uh and I've got here the whole club scene was pretty dumb okay go on explain your working <laughs> uh, all right so for some reason usnavi just cucks himself like
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> he's he, like somewhat like he's on a date True. with vanessa and then like someone comes up to him like hey vanessa want to dance and she's like no and he's like no go on
1: go down like,
2: first of all that's a bit weird but all right
1: yeah
2: um well, so no, no, then no, she's
1: like if you, you know you're out like you don't want to you're not going to be like the jealous type, are you? Don't want to yeah, be. Yeah, like, but no. no but you the fact that dance
2: with me. But no. But more of the fact that she says no, and then he goes, "No, go on, dance." <laughs> <It> just <laughs> dance with him now. <laughs> it just read a little bit weird. Um, but then she says, "You don't mind," so I guess she's okay with it. But again, still a little bit weird. But then he gets mad. He gets jealous that she's dancing, so he yeah. tries to make her jealous by dancing with someone else, which doesn't work. She couldn't give a fuck. Um, uh, so then so then he's mad, but then they're both happy, and then he goes to get her a drink, and, and he ignores her, so now she's mad, um, but he's fine, and then there's a blackout, and now he's mad again when he sees her. So all of it was just very confusing and dumb i thought (laughs)
1: look emotions are (laughs) running high in washington heights there's there's all too much going on Um, that's true yeah it is unusual and it it also seems like for a man that's widely known like he walks into the club and he's like i've been so busy with a shop i've never come here but for a man who spent the entire night dancing he seems terrified about dancing <laughs> like, and and also he's then immediately really good at it, like he's yeah. like I get that in musicals there's the musical dance where you're performing a song from the musical, and then there's maybe the character isn't a good dancer, um, I understand that there's two different types, but what yeah. i don't sorry, my cat <clears throat> just jumped on my shoulder, uh, what I don't understand is is yeah, when he's like I'm terrified of dancing, but then five seconds later is like oh, amazing everyone, these club veterans. Uh, with his dark <laughs> moves, um, but yeah, no, you're right. I, on second thought, that that scene makes no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> it, it just seemed all very strange to me. Um, yeah, but but yeah,
2: there we are. Right, I, I'm ready to go into some some uh, differences. If if you if
1: you're ready, uh, two, I'll say two things before. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll whiz through them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, firstly, um. If this film doesn't receive the same amount of hype, if not more, that La La Land did upon release, uh, <laughs> the only explanation is blatant racism. Uh, um, agreed. Yep, because La La Land was La La Land started let bad. people levitated. <laughs> no, look, I I I know you don't like it. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think for one, if I can't pull it off, like from a filmmaking perspective, you have to respect it. Like I couldn't do I couldn't do that so i think it's i think it's good and i think it's i don't think it's the best story uh i think it's i think it's somewhat of a well made film however this film makes that film look very quaint and pathetic <laughs> like in yeah. terms of what they're able mm. to pull off uh, there's one underwater shot in mm. um in la la land and everyone was like this is the best musical screen adaptation i've ever seen and in this they perform an entire number like virtually underwater splashing around with like 100 dancers in a swimming pool on a fucking thunderstorming day yeah like if you don't give it the same level of respect you're either being ignorant or like i don't i don't want to yeah put out a blanket accusation but why (laughs) Do you not appreciate this film on the same level?
2: Yeah. Uh, it, if
1: it, it, yeah, there's definitely something which is uh, a little bit weird. If you if you don't, yeah. Um, yeah. And you may not, you may just not you may just prefer the story of La La Land. If you do, that's fine. I'm not saying you're racist for not liking this film. I am. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> there's there's uh, this film is far more technically impressive than La La Land is. So if your argument is that La La Land is a uh, you know is mm. one of the best film. Kind of um, musicals presented through that medium, uh, you need to look at more of them, because I'd be yeah. willing to bet that you've only seen the La 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 Land. Um, uh, the other thing uh, is a, a bit more of a serious point. Uh, this film's been kind of heavily accused of colorism, which we kind of debated whether or not to bring it up, but I think we're both Hopefully. very much on the on the same. I don't want to speak for you, but I think we're very much on the same thing that there's there's a clear representation issue in this film. Um, that's been referenced by Lin. He's apologised for it. Um, And he said something that I quite respect, which was, I'm trying to hold places in my heart, one for learning and one for acknowledging and being held accountable for the mistake and, you know, missing the mark when it comes to representation in this film, but also hold a a large amount of pride for the people that worked their arse off on this and for um, what the film did accomplish. And I think that's a kind of a good way to sum it up.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Um, colorism is definitely an issue, and it's definitely something that needs to be um, discussed, and not not by people like us. But well, no, no, but and like, that's like not no, not necess- I'm not saying like we should just completely ignore it because we shouldn't, because that would be wrong. But um, not take over the conversation is what I'm saying. Um, no, yeah, but but yeah. So colorism it is it is an issue, and it is something that is very real and it is clear to see like when you when you're watching this movie and you're seeing like the big sequences a lot of light skin faces in there a lot of light skin faces in the main cast and then yeah. the background and the the extras and the people who fill out the the dancers and that sort of thing that's when you have people with darker skin tones and you can see there is clearly been some kind of bias whether intentional or not i i don't think it was intentional but again that's just yeah. my opinion um and it is something that is that Happens and it is something that we need to discuss and 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 try and change. Um, Lynn, yeah, he I think he he was right to to acknowledge it and not just say, well, no, shut up, because a lot of people are like just saying, what? It's representation. There's hardly any white people in this movie. Like that's not the point. There's, yeah, yes, that it's great not. That point there, there's, it's great that there is this level of representation for uh, Latinx people, um, but it's still it's it's representation but it's the lowest common denominator because it's like get the ones who look the most like white people and oh, then, yeah and, that's, and, then and that's
1: it and that's yeah. it yeah and i think if you're I, I think it's still a problem i think it will always be a problem if you're if any if at any point a studio a casting director a producer whoever's making the decisions um if if there's if they're being selective with who they represent you're it, what you are representing means nothing yeah like exactly because you you're still placing um people over people and that's obviously like i'm not going to start going into it like i understand it like and i've ever experienced anything remotely similar to that um because i haven't but it's a case of uh, you know like it i think it does need to be spoken about um Mm -hmm. by whoever really and apparently my cat wants to chime in (laughs) as well if you can hear him in the background um, absolutely. So there we yeah, go. No, we, so, so basically I,
2: I so the point is we solved racism and we're heroes. Anyway. Yes. Um <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I knew it would be us, Nathan. We're
1: so we're so, good. We, we're so good. It was always destined to be us. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> just,
2: just I wanna as.
1: I wanna clarify. I wanna clarify in case this ever is taken out of context. We are joking. <laughs> it's still a prevalent issue that everyone should address and do better with. Absolutely. Um, Completely agree. <laughs> Right, um, um, yeah, uh, crack on. Let's
2: hear some changes. All right, so the first one I got, and this is probably obvious, I think, um, uh, but first of all, the framing device. So, you know, yes, Usnavi. this one's a film. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uznavi <laughs> uh, <laughs> Usnavi at the beach, um talking to the the children and telling the story of of Washington Heights and that sort of thing. Not in the show. Not there. And just opens no. up uh, with the song, and and there we are. There's there's none of like the thing about the bar or anything like that. Um, okay, so the order of the songs is different. It's all been not all been switched around, but a few have been switched around. Uh, the movie goes. In the Heights, Benny's dispatch, and then Mina's song. In the in the show, it's In the Heights, Mina's song, Benny's dispatch, uh, and then you know things change and move around and that sort of thing. And like I said, Abuela's song also comes much earlier. Uh, this one I found really interesting. In the show, Nina has a mum, uh, a mum called Camilla. Oh, um, yeah, Kevin Rosario. He has a wife, and I that this is one that I found quite, kind of a shame. Because watching the show, I actually really liked the character of Nina's mum. She was someone who, like, was a really good counterpart to uh, Kevin, Jimmy Smith's character. Because she was, she was like, one who was, like, able to stand up to him and say, like... And just give him a bit of, you know, a bit of stick and and actually tell him off and that sort of thing. And I, I really liked that character. So it was a bit of a shame
1: that she was cut, really. Yeah. Uh, side point, I just remembered I read somewhere... Um jimmy jimmy smith did a um he was one of the biggest supporters for this off broadway yeah um and he asked um he, they, they, he said if they ever need anything he's there uh they asked him to record like an advert like a tv thing of like the broadway announcement uh radio. he refused payment of oh, radio yeah he yeah. refused payment hmm. uh on the promise that they'd provide him house tickets for like the opening night of broadway and then obviously yeah. his kindness has been paid back years later <laughs> um when they ask him to play a character that um, he that he's really good at playing, but yeah, no, I just thought that's kind of cool because Jimmy Smith is famously kind of a nice dude. Um, Jimmy Smith is it, a great I guy, think, yeah. and I, I think that also that
2: also goes to show again the the spirit of of community. It's it's in it's in the show, it's in the movie, but it's in it's in real life as well. People from. This community, Latinx people, you know, they're they're so happy to see like this level of representation and see this story both on the stage and screen. I don't know if you've seen like any of the videos going around. I think John Chu shared one on Twitter, like he snuck into a cinema on opening night, um, like in Washington Heights for this movie. And honest, it's like fucking Endgame in there. It's just oh, really? it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like people screaming, getting up, dancing, singing. It looks so much fun. It is, it is really cool to see.
1: So, that's that's cool, yeah, yeah, I really like that sort of stuff so so yeah that's that cool. reminds me that that reminds me of um i went to um i i was um i went uh to see get out on opening night uh and i was i was one of two white people in the audience <laughs> and I, and and there were certain things where i was like yeah, man, that's that's a great reaction. But where people were cheering, I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to cheer. But this is good. I, I like this. <laughs> yeah, is uh, You know, specifically the moment where the um um the cop car pulls up, but it's actually the TSA agent. Oh, like the yeah, um, yeah, the nice. nice guy i can't forget his name the comedian the like but the friend of the character the friend of chris and everyone was like yeah and i and i was like yeah quietly to myself
2: (laughs) 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 i know originally that wasn't the case it was an actual cop but they tested it and thought no it's too dark let's let's change it way too bleak
1: way (laughs) too bleak yeah anyway
2: um... Um yeah so in the movie Daniela and Carla which is a uh, Ros- uh, Rosario oh um
1: definitely Rosario
2: no, I, won't. I don't know what was going on there. Stephanie <laughs> Beatrice's character, not where that yeah. came from, um, Rosa <laughs> from Brooklyn 99, 9 and the oh, yeah. uh, the older Salon Lady, they, they're in a relationship in the movie. They're, they're together. That's not the case in the show. They're just two two friends, it seems like. Um, so that's quite cool. Um, there's a couple of new characters in the movie. Uh, so Kuka, first of all, who's the third Salon Lady, the actress from Orange is a New Black, um, mm-hmm. she's she's there. Who else? Uh, oh yeah Sunny's dad, not in the show at all. Um, and then as well, the guy who helps Uh Usnavi get back to the Dominican.
1: Um, they're like a lawyer guy or whatever. He's new. Oh yeah. Um and that's because so, i don't know if he was a friend of usnavi but he just seemed like a really expensive lawyer that usnavi has no business and no financial way of keeping him on a retainer because he just seems to be able to call him at like the middle of the night and he's like hey man i'm happy i'm already in my suit at my desk what is it that i can do for you <laughs> he, he, that character did seem weird it didn't seem like
2: anyone knew exactly what he did i did and i didn't i wasn't sure exactly what who he was no. or what he did, and I think that's because like he he doesn't exist in the show. Like he is a, a new invention, so he doesn't have a backstory or whatever. So that kind of makes sense. But then also yeah. that goes in with his next one in that the whole Usnavi going back to the Dominican. That's not really a thing in the show. It's it, it is it it comes up, but it's like right at the end, and it's only like yeah. it's only like a small part of it. But like in the movie, it's his entire arc. It's it's pretty much the whole main plot point. But yeah, in the show, it's very, very small, not a main factor at all. So, so yeah, that was really interesting. So there's a few cut songs as well. Um, one which I really liked was between Usnavi and Ab- Abuela, um, where and th- and that's the one where like he tells the story of how he actually got his name, um, where the U.S. Navy joke comes in, which is a good joke in the movie, but I think it works better through the song. So I, I like that song, and it, it, it was um, a bit of a shame. That it didn't make the movie, but I get why, you know, things have to change. Yeah. So Nina's college storyline is quite a bit oh shit, I gotta be back at work in two minutes. All right. So Nina's college line, college storyline <laughs> is quite a bit different. Um, so in the movie she dropped out because, you know, she she felt like an outsider, you know, there was no Latinx community down in California. Um, and she mentioned that she was like experienced racism and that sort of thing. In the show um she she had a scholarship, but she lost that due to bad grades and then she dropped out and she was and left college had been had left college like four months ago by the t- by the time the show starts. Um, and oh. she'd just been staying at a friend's place um since then and now she's back in New York so so yeah very different, very different um, but but interesting that um, makes
1: that makes that makes a little bit more sense because i think i'm pretty sure the song breathe um it i definitely thought that it read more or like it sounded more like she'd already anticipated this like her community she'd already experienced her community being like uh, you kind of like you fucked it like we yeah. kind of had our hopes of for you. Uh, but yeah, because I always thought that was kind of presumptuous. Like she she literally um, she flies back in and then she's walking down the street like all of you think I'm failures. And like I'm like, No one <laughs> said that to you. <laughs> no one yeah, no one thinks that. Yeah, which <laughs> makes more sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And 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 that's a really good song. I really like that
1: song as well. But um uh, that's yeah, that, right. that, so that was a song after obviously after the initial you get the in the heights opening number. But obviously, yeah. opening numbers are always fucking epic because they throw everything into them yeah um, like we spoke about earlier that was the first um that was the first moment i was like oh, i'm really fucking with this because it wasn't it was clear that it wasn't just a musical that was like uh, we're in the heights and we do a dance and it's so fun it was like a <laughs> yeah. song where i was like oh we're actually doing some character work here like this yeah. is deep. this is good shit um, Absolutely. yeah and no, yeah no I, re- I i think that was i think that's probably that and like burn uh, from hamilton are like two of my favorite songs that lin-manuels written burn's a great song yeah
2: um, oh, yeah. All right, so, yeah, Nina and Benny um, were a couple um, before she left for college in the movie. Not the case in the show. They get together um, during the show, and that's the first time. And then also there's another storyline in the show where her father... No, Kevin... I, think,
1: I think you're what? wrong. I, I
2: think, think you're I wrong I there.
1: I think you I are think I I am, because, a because they
2: mention that, be like... they mentions that she, they men- she mentions that he's the one who uh, ended
1: the relationship before she left to college. Wait, so hang on. I may have misheard you. Did you say that in the show they just get together for the first time? In the show they get together for the first time, yeah. Okay. Uh, Continue, Nathan. I did not interrupt. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking
2: idiot. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... Yeah, uh, another storyline to do with that. So her father disapproves of the relationship between Benny and Nina, and that is um, another moment of like of of race um, because he's black and oh. she's yeah he he doesn't agree with the relationship. And there's a really like good, not good, but a really interesting moment of confrontation between them all, where he says it, and and you, you can hear the audience gasp and everything like that, and it is it's heartbreaking to watch. And and that's another moment where like the the mother character, where you know you do lose her because she she has a great like, she has a great moment where she's able to come back at Kevin and and that sort of thing. So so yeah, so Wait, that so was he, all. he
1: doesn't he doesn't like he Kevin doesn't like Benny because Benny is black. It's not that and... he
2: doesn't like Ben. It's not that he doesn't like Benny because he does. He just doesn't want him dating a door because yeah, because he's black. Because he uh, he would rather yeah, so... he would rather that Mina date someone from her her own community, her own race he he says to oh, him, right. like, okay. you're, you're not he says he says to him uh you're not part of this family and you never will be uh, uh in the show so
1: oh, yeah. oh so, so and also in the it, sh-
2: it... in the show as well there's, there's like a running theme of kevin uh not kevin uh benny has been trying to learn spanish as well he's been struggling with it because like he's you know there's difference between Dominican Spanish and then Mexican Spanish and all that sort of stuff. Um yeah. but yeah he's trying to to integrate himself more and more into that community but struggling. Um and and yeah there's just a moment oh, no. where, like, there's a big explosion of it all. So so yeah interesting stuff really.
1: Oh that's fucking that's horrible.
2: Yeah yeah it's really sad. It's really sad. Oh
1: poor poor Benny man he's <laughs> learning Spanish. <laughs> Spanish is fucking ridiculously hard to learn. It is it is it all works out though. mate. He- He must be. um, Nina must. uh, Don't worry about that. You can do. Let's ignore that. (laughs) Whatever it was, I'm
2: sure it was going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, yeah, so I mentioned that earlier in the show, and that there's no mention of Vanessa wanting to become a fashion designer. She lives with her alcoholic mother and wants to get out of town. uh she wants to move downtown should i say um so there's a few lyric changes as well um the first this one's not really a lyric change more just a context change in benny's dispatch um you know where he's like stay here with me it's hard outside turn up the ac at the end of the song but she's already left in the movie yeah um in the show she actually does stay and they just stay together for a little while which is kind of cute and the- um, then it turns up the ac <laughs> and he turns up the AC and then they have sex. Um, and then the... <laughs> so I knew in... it, that's why he's <laughs>
1: learning Spanish. I knew it
2: <laughs> in um, a few other lyric changes in 96,000. Um, so there's a few in this song. Uh, in the first, oh, well, I know, I think uh, I
1: know about these ones.
2: Okay, yeah. So Benny, um, in the movie, he says, um, What does he say? He says, like, um, he's talking about business school and how he'll be on the links with Tiger Woods uh, and he's his caddy. In the original show, it's Donald Trump. I'm on the links with Donald Trump and he's my caddy. Obviously, (laughs) that has been changed. Donald Trump is not the same person he was in 2005. So. A lot has changed since then. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd, I'd argue Donald. I'd
1: argue Donald is the exact same person he was in two thousand five. Oh, oh, so
2: so we know what
1: kind of person he is, though. That's what <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a lot has changed yeah, he was, since like, two thousand five. He was, was it? Yeah, he was. Um, he was just a fucking. He was the embodiment of just like a rich business uh, kind of frivolous. Market. He was the
2: exactly. He was just the apprentice guy. He was the just you're fired guy. He was. American yeah. Allen Sugar, that's all he was. Um, a, just a rich cunt, essentially. <laughs> and, and look where we are now. Anyway... Um, So there's that one, and then in the movie, and this one I can definitely see why he was changed. Um, In the movie, um, the spray pant, this uh, graffiti character, I can't remember his name, but he says, I got more flows than Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is a great line. In the show, it's I got more hoes than a phone book in Tokyo.
1: Oh, no! Yeah. so. Yeah. That's so... just that's just point blank racist. That's not funny.
2: Yep. So so there we go. So I can see that. Well, it was written in ninety-nine, but yeah. <laughs>
1: um... yeah, but by the same guy, <laughs> like
2: it's true, it's true. Oh yeah. so there we are. There's that. Definitely okay. a change for the better, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, give me the original <laughs> lyrics now. <laughs> no one um...
2: ever this one is probably what I think is the most significant change. Um so the lottery. Um obviously Abuela wins the lottery, which is also the case in the show, but she knows she wins before she dies and um and so does Sunny as well. They have like a full discussion about what they're going to do with the money. Um she mm. fun- Sunny finds out much earlier on, like probably about little before halfway through the show that abuela has won the lorry, um and then they talk about what they're gonna do and they decide that they're gonna split it three ways thirty-three thousand between those two and then sunny as well um and then obviously she passes on and they just decide to split it two
1: ways between the sunny and uh it and do they does does the same thing happen with the money does it go towards sunny's getting documented or yeah. Uh
2: well no no actually it doesn't know because that's not a, that's not a plot point in the show.
1: Oh so, so they just So
2: just Isn't that when... the whole
1: point of the money that they just get like they're able to in the movie able to make a selfless choice yeah.
2: In the in the movie is yeah in the show it's just something that they can do to just better themselves and the community really.
1: The show sounds a lot less like in some ways a lot more meaningful, and in some ways a lot less meaningful.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, and and I think again, like I was saying towards the beginning, I think that's because you get. I really do have to go back to work, and that's because you get ten, you know, ten or so years worth of like context and and things you can change around and stuff. So, so yeah, true. things definitely do change. Um, but but yeah, um, you're you're right, and then and the well last two, so the blackout ends after the carnival song. Um, in the movie uh, but in the show it just pretty much carries on until pretty much the end of the show like just before the end is when the power comes back on um, and then finally so in the movie the mural in the bodega is the beach, turns out that the whole time Usnavi has been the, when you've seen the scenes of the beach where Usnavi and he's actually just been sat in the bodega um, and he's got a mural around him obviously that framing device not being in the show they needed to change that up um so in the in the actual show it's a just a mural of abuela like a just a big tribute to abuela like on the on the storefront which is just really beautiful um yeah like a just a really nice emotional beat and that's what convinces usnavi to stay um so yeah so that's that's interesting i like that that's quite cool yeah 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 it's really nice so yeah, so that's all the differences between, uh well, some of the different, a lot of the differences, not all, there's a few more, but that's the the mo- the main differences between the show and the movie. um So yeah, that's pretty much it. Just one thing I also quickly want to mention, I think it is definitely worth mentioning since he
1: fucking created this whole thing. I like Lynn as the Paragua guy. Oh yeah, actually that's the point, we never even like considered talking about that actually, yeah. He's... He's good. He's fun. He's, um, I can't tell if that's a fake beard or not. Neither can I, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the beard suit, you, Lynn's
2: usually just got the goatee, but I like him with a full beard. Yeah. He looks it's a good look for he, him. Yeah. I
1: like, he's kind of like the, um, you know, he's like in a vest. He, he's kind of a bit of like a, a bit of a scruff, but yeah, he's, he, he suits him. It is. It, yeah. He's, he's cool. He's fun. And Chris, uh, big Chris Jackson as the, uh, as the ice cream guy as well.
2: Yeah, so a fun little rivalry they have, and then also as well the um, uh, the, the just the little scene where Kevin Rosario he's on the phone to the college, and they have the uh, the hold music is uh, the King George song from Hamilton. Oh, you'll um, you'll be back, right? You you'll be back, yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. it's a fun little nod. I like I like <laughs> that it's, it's like a it's like a hold music like elevator type. Like mix, yeah. It's it's instead of the thing. It's like it's quite funny. Yeah, it's
2: good. It works. Yeah, yeah, I like it. But I think yeah, I think that's like the perfect role for Lin to play because he he should have a part because you know he created this whole thing. He should have some kind of role, and it's but it's. It's a small role. It's a it's a cameo. He's not overshadowing the plot or anything. Well, he, so,
1: the um, so he one of the things he was really upset that this might be cut out. Like one of his things about taking this to a film, um, was that he, yeah. he didn't want it to be cut because obviously it serves no purpose. The film's already got a bit of a bloated runtime, um, yeah, and it, it's not. It doesn't contribute to the plot. He didn't want it taken out because he feel it really. It's like a fun little in arc about like how, yeah. how like the kind of people are pushing out um it shows like an individual story of how a, a small business is being overshadowed by a larger uh pricier thing um yeah and uh, he, yeah he really didn't want it cut out so the director said if you play the role they won't cut it because you're a big name and he was like that's a good idea i'll do that so that's why he that's why he <laughs> plays the role which i think is hilarious
2: that's that's good actually. Yeah.
1: Wow. Make that's, it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they they cut like they <laughs> cut songs he probably spent years writing, so he could walk around going "Piraguá," <laughs> 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 which is good fun.
2: But yeah, uh it all works though. I like it. It does. I like it does. Uh, But yeah, so that is pretty much it. That's in the heights. um Like I say, really enjoyed it. It's a really good movie. A good show. And uh, yeah, the, the soundtrack is on pretty much nonstop, so so that's definitely an endorsement.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to say this is a big, big, fat, juicy watch.
2: I would also say it is a big, fat, juicy watch. So so there we <laughs> are. Good. Give it a watch. Go to the cinema or watch it at home. Do whatever. One of the it's, two. It's 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 a lot of fun. Those are literally the only two options you have. So so there we go. Uh, no Clone Wars corner this week. Um, because it's been a long episode not because Lawrence hasn't watched it but he hasn't I've, got, I've
1: watched loads it. of episodes I'm ready to talk for hours Nathan has told me I can't I'm devastated alright
2: no no let's do it then let's do it then let's uh, let's do it we can make it a little bit longer okay sweet Star Wars The Clone
1: Wars uh... yep <laughs> uh, I don't know I was gonna I was, uh, oh uh, the, so the, the, the guy the guy that does the announcing like the reading of the cruel kind of thing uh, he sounds like the Silly Bang guy. That's that's what I picked up. I didn't do anything. All right, I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't watch any. You caught me. Well done. Good. Very good. Well done. Well done. <laughs> the Republic is, is in trouble again. But luckily, I sound, he sounds nothing like the Silly Bang guy. Maybe not him then. Maybe I'm thinking of the X Factor announcing guy.
2: I think Yeah, maybe. That's that's more The Republic is in danger, but luckily Rachel Adadeji is here. (laughs) (laughs) And she's going to sing a song, (laughs) and then the
1: galaxy is safe. (laughs)
2: That's good. Uh, But yeah, alright, so Clemens' corner will return next week, unless Lawrence doesn't watch it again. But he will, or I'll punch him. So that is pretty much it. Lawrence... Boot this bitch home. Hello,
1: bitches. Uh, are you aware that these episodes come out on Friday at ten a.m.? Uh, we have been- Yes, I am. Ah, oh, well then, never mind. Um, yeah, you can listen to them there. We're on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, and other ones that people don't use. Um, or no, some Google Podcasts, are we on- uh, Amazon Podcasts. I don't think we're on maybe. any of them.
2: <laughs> I don't think- oh, okay. Uh, Pocket Cast. Uh, Podbean, uh, li- Overcast, Poddy Jimmy Boys, Overcast. Overcast,
1: Stitcher. I think we might uh,
2: be on. I don't think we're on Stitcher. Oh, well, fuck him anyway. Who- but you're already listening to this, so what do you care? You're listening. Yeah, to it you've one. already chosen your platform. <laughs>
1: all right. No, way. we didn't need to mention this at all. No, why are you getting are you getting <laughs> greedy? You want another platform? That's fine. Um, Yeah, so the episodes come out uh, Fridays at 10 a.m. Next week, uh, we've got. No, I haven't. Ignore me. Give me a clean one on that. Sorry. Um... (laughs) Right, so next. Uh... (laughs) Fuck!
2: (laughs) I'll take over. No, no, no. I'm going to do it. I'm going (laughs) to do it. I'm going to
1: do it. Right. And next week, uh, you can look forward uh, to a a naughty little uh, episode on Play the Cue, Craig i've lived a lot of lives before i was an avenger
0: before i got this family i made mistakes choosing between what the world wants you to be and who you are
1: thank you craig slash nathan in the edit so yeah you can look forward to us uh, reviewing that that's uh Shall I reveal what it is? It's Black Widow. It's Black Widow.
2: I feel. I feel like we probably should say that anyway because I'm not sure what clip I can find that will specifically say it's the Black Widow.
1: So <laughs> it's a trailer. The people. A trailer grab- moment. Oh my God! It's the Black Widow. Dun, 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 dun.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it, pr- people probably just had like a car crash or something. I don't know, like guns shooting. <laughs> who knows? But it's it's Black Widow, That's okay? Right. That's what we're doing. That's
1: right. We're reviewing a car crash, the traumatic event from your family's <laughs> past. <laughs> oh, no. We're, we're going to be breaking it down in detail, going over who we lost. Uh, it's dark, very dark. Okay. It did get dark <laughs> right yeah so catch us next week at 10 a.m for that uh and if we don't see you uh, we shall um do something else that's funny
2: also the week after will be loki with a uh, special guest miss Tay
1: we haven't asked baggy
2: her bird herself I have I asked her oh
1: legend okay cool
2: yeah she's down so there we are so yeah baggy bird is coming back
1: yes yeah, the return of baggy bird. You love, to, you love to hear it. <laughs> oh no, I'm being rung. Oh, this is chaos. I was being rung on the phone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> answer it, answer it live. No, no, no
1: I've already hung up. I don't know what the... I think it was oh. like the sales thing.
2: Oh, you should have answered it. I should have done. Yeah, what well, if you get called again by someone?
1: Then I will hopefully be done with the outro of this podcast by then.
2: But if someone was to call you, maybe oh, you should answer yeah, it. Oh, for
1: fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Nathan.
2: Hello, Lawrence. How are you?
1: What is the point of this? What is the point of this? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing?
2: Uh, yeah. I hung up. I don't know. I thought it would be funny I'm on
1: a call with you. <laughs> yeah.
2: But anyway, that's life, baby. Sometimes you get two phone calls. I will see you next week. Say hi to your mum for me. Another happy pod.
1: Anything you want to chime in there? No, I deliberately stayed quiet so that this podcast could end. (laughs) And there we go. See you next week, folks.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.